You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferberg, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, and welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. This is episode 15, Responsibilities of a Special Education Teacher, Part 3. I'm Jennifer, and I've been teaching special education for 26 years. And while teaching children with special needs is my passion, I've also developed a love for teaching teachers as well. My goal is to provide you with the timely and applicable information you need to immediately put into action within your own classroom, department, or program. These weekly mini doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs just a little boost of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week after week, because this job is not for the faint of heart, and we have to stick together to get through it. If this is your first time here, welcome. I am so glad you found me. The podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder. And if you love freebies as much as I do, head over to the spedprepacademy.com slash resource library, where you can find free forums, checklists, posters, and more specifically designed just for special education teachers. That's spedprepacademy.com slash resource library. So let's dive right into today's topic. We are actually finishing up a three-part episode series on special education teachers' responsibilities. So far, we've talked about our responsibilities to our students and our schools. If you didn't listen to part one and part two, make sure you go back and listen to episodes 13 and 14. Today, we're going to look at our responsibilities to our administration. First off, I need to identify who I'm speaking about when I say administration, because this term can mean a lot of different things to different people. When I think of administration, I think first and foremost to my principal and assistant principal. They are who I report to directly on a daily basis. But I also have to think of my special education director as an administrator. Although I don't see her daily or weekly or even monthly sometimes, I do have to have a relationship with her and have job expectations under her. For some, you may consider your superintendent or HR director as your administrator, but since I work in a large district, I don't typically work directly for them. Now, I am not a principal, nor have I ever even had one ounce of desire to become one, but I have worked under my fair share. Throughout 26 years of teaching, I have worked for at least 11 different principals and at least five different special education directors, and they were all unique in their communication styles, personalities, and expectations. But there has been one common thread with all of them. They all want to run a successful staff of teachers. Of course, some had better success rates than others, but I found throughout the years that I was able to get along with all of them. So I began thinking about why that was because I can assure you not everyone in the building was able to say the same. I would hear different individuals bash our administration about decisions that were made or initiatives that were started and how so-and-so was their favorite and on and on and on. And of course, I sometimes agreed with the discussion, but I always tried my best not to add my two cents into the mix because I was afraid that things were going to get back to them. So when thinking about why I was able to develop a relationship with all of them, why I was able to have respect for all of them and to get along with all of them, I had to find the common thread, and that was me. I have had great success as an educator as far as winning awards and being nominated for things and for being put in charge of things, but I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not anything special. 
I'm not the best special education teacher in the world, and I'm not the most organized or have the best ideas, but I can tell you that holding true to the responsibilities I have to my administrators has made all the difference. And I can honestly say that these three simple things are the major reason why. The first is my responsibility to do my job. The first one is the easiest to manage, and in my opinion, it should be obvious, but just in case, let me explain it. If you are hired to do a job, do that job to the best of your ability. Make sure your paperwork is done on time and as error-free as possible. Get to work on time and don't ask to leave early on a frequent basis. Don't wear jeans if you aren't supposed to wear jeans. Get your lesson plans turned in when they are due. Administrators want to know that they can count on you to do your job without having to micromanage a bunch of adults along the way. The second responsibility is to do my part. I hold the same goals as my principal in the fact that I want our school to be a cohesive team, and as a teacher leader, I assume a wide range of roles to support our staff and student success. Whether these roles are assigned formally or taken on informally, they build the entire school's capacity to improve. Doing your part will look different for everyone, but for me, it means leading a committee, offering resources or support to other teachers. It means taking the lead on a new initiative or facilitating a new program. These responsibilities can be as small or as big as you're willing to go, but no matter the size, they all have the same effect. It lets your administrator know that you're willing to be a team player. Now, I don't want you to confuse the idea of doing your part to mean you're doing good deeds just so you look good in the eyes of others or just so others will nominate you for certain awards. When you play that game, others will see right through it. Trust me. Instead, always work towards the betterment of the building instead of the betterment of yourself. And the third responsibility is to stay in your own lane. In other words, don't be a busybody. Don't be that teacher who the principal dreads to see in the office because you can't get along with others or who always has a complaint about something. If you have an issue with another teacher, deal with it directly before ever involving the principal. And then when you do come to your principal with a problem, always bring a solution along too. Principals have enough on their plates than to solve all the school's problems. To help your principal understand that you're not just complaining when you bring up an issue, try to also share a possible solution or two. Maybe your principal will even agree with that solution and the problem will be solved immediately. Now, by staying in your own lane, I want to make something clear. I'm not talking about always trying to take care of things yourself. In fact, you most definitely need to keep your principal in the know on some things. If there's some sort of negative situation developing that your principal may eventually find out about, particularly between yourself and a parent, keep your principal in the loop. If a parent is upset about something and writes you an email, you should always forward that email and your response to the principal, labeled as FYI. It only takes a second, and I'd much rather do this than have my principal find out about a problem that's been going on for three months, and she had no idea. And when you can achieve these three things, when you can fulfill these three responsibilities, I have no doubt that your relationship with your administrator will become stronger, and a good relationship with your boss doesn't just help the overall good vibes that you have at work, but it can help down the road as well. They'll think of you when an opportunity comes up that you might want, or even one you didn't know about. Your principal will know you and trust that you are the best choice for that opportunity. You can ask for what you want. Eventually, you're going to want something, a schedule change, a grade level change, a favor, etc. 
if you do not have a relationship with your principal, then you're going to be more nervous to ask and less likely to get what you want. Don't get me wrong, you won't always get what you're hoping for, but at least your request will be heard and considered. You'll also get respect and recognition. You probably didn't get into teaching for respect and recognition, but if you have a good relationship with a principal, you're more likely to get these things. Your principal is more likely to praise you and stick up for you when a parent is berating you. He or she is more likely to recognize what you're doing and share it with others. And you have a reference, just in case, because you never know when you might have to move on to a new job, school, or state. If you don't have a close relationship with your principal, you won't leave with a solid letter of recommendation. So that wraps up this three-part series. I know how hard we work as special educators, but I want to tell you how awesome you are. Because if I know anything about people who listen to podcasts, it's that you are a lifelong learner. You want to grow and improve. And so I hope you found this information beneficial. And if so, tell all your special education friends to listen as well. And make sure you head over to spedprepacademy.com slash resource library, where you can get access to those free forums and so much more. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and you want to grow into an amazing educator, and I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I am so thrilled to be able to share all my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you are enjoying this podcast and would like to receive acknowledgement right here on the show, please leave a review. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. If you liked what you heard today and realized you found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com slash podcast to check out the show notes and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. And don't forget to leave a review to receive the next shout out. Go out and have a great day and I'll catch you on the next episode.